0: Back to out uh, on a tangent. I am Becca, and I'm here with Miss Kathy today.
1: Hey, everybody! Uh,
0: and today we were going to talk about fairy tales and kind of the difference between that folk tales, the myths and legends. Because I would really like to kind of do a little mini series of kind of comparing. Yeah. Fairy tales, because there's so many different types, and there's so many similarities, and and then we can pull into other genres and stuff from there that are inspired by fairy tales. Okay, let's do it. All right, so main difference here: the difference between folk tales and fairy tales, because those ones are like so intrinsically linked. So folk tales are more of an oral tradition with no specific author. uh, Tend to have more animals acting with human characteristics that are rooted in human scenarios, not necessarily using magic, and are for a wider audience. Uh, fairy tales are written folklore with a definitive author because they put their own voice into it. Okay. Um, characters can include magical and mythical creatures, rooted in magic and mythical scenarios. Um, they were originally written for aristocratic audiences. They would have it be like a game in like salons where... They, someone would start a fairy tale and we'd usually have like a moral or something and then someone else would have something similar and they would just kind of do this for hours. Okay. Um, which is different when you think about like folk tales where you would either have that be a distinct storyteller telling you or it'd be like something you would do while doing your mundane chores. So it's interesting how It became a game Yeah Uh, Myths tend to have uh, gods and goddesses And the origins of a people That are more sacred in their structure And uh, I can't find the word I'm looking for Just what what they are Uh, Legends are stories of heroes They can be historical in nature But not necessarily verifiable And are set in real and established places And times So, I am a huge fairy tale nut. <laughs> it's one of my favorite pastimes to go and look at and compare and contrast. <laughs> um, and I think the main ones that everybody knows are the ones that the Grimms brothers have done. Yeah. And but they were not like the first ones to really set out to collect folklore. Uh, Charles Perrault actually that long before them. But there were also many, many people who were kind of slowly collecting, but not necessarily putting it out there for everybody. Okay. Like, Perot was the one that would really put it out there for everybody, and then the Grimm's Brothers really took that off, and then everybody kind of followed them. Um, And it was more about them, like, collecting them to create a cultural and national identity to really like be like these are our stories yeah which i always find interesting and that's another thing because stories cross the borders everywhere so that's why there's so many similar ones and how you can like be like okay this region has this version of that story but this region has this version yeah why are they so different but then why are they so similar and it's interesting, um, because, like, folk tales would come from, like, illiterate, everyday kind of people, uh, when the Grimm's were collecting them, those were the people they were going to. They were going to, like, the lay workers, just everyday people, to get their stories, and then changed it with the language and censored some of it, usually some of the more sexual ones, um, but kept a lot of, like, the brutality and the darkness, which I found interesting that what they were selecting
1: to censor. Yeah, it was interesting. I had done a decent amount of research on this, because I did a fairy tale trivia program, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and um, it was interesting that it was like, oh, across, like, the different editions of their collected fairy tales, you see them like, oh, we found... This version that we now favor of this story—that's darker—but then this other story we are editing and making like a little bit fluffier. Yeah, and it's like, okay, pick a vibe. Yeah, like. exactly.
0: It's <laughs> <rare>. <laughs> Too many paragraphs. All right. So the fact that they moved around from country to country, but one thing that they all had in common was like the opening and ending. Okay. The fact that you would all have a phrase like Once Upon a Time or They Lived Happily Ever After, or you would have a distinct opening and a distinct ending to let the listeners or readers know that that's where the tale is. Like, this is it.
1: Yeah, like like the book
0: ends. Yeah, which I thought was interesting. Like, it that very much started with like the oral tradition and the fact that it got written and then we became cemented in Yeah Once Upon a Time and Happily Ever After. But like there's so many other tales, like looking at um some of the Norse ones we have, they're like, uh Snick Snack Snold or something like that, My tale, my tale is told. Like they would usually end with something like that, which I always thought was interesting.
1: <laughs> Just Interesting little yeah, like- phrases
0: that are different. These cultural...
1: Yeah. Like, the things that they encapsulate the tale with.
0: Um, There's also the theory that there's only seven stories. Yes. Which I thought that was really cool and something I want to look further into. So, like, how there's always a Cinderella story. There's the Beast Bridegroom story. There's... so many versions of just different things like that. And the fact that... It's almost like a collective unconsciousness for humans that we have these stories, that we almost need to tell these stories in a way. Yeah. Um, And the fact that fairy tales are used all over society, the fact that we use it for, like, psychological exploration, emotional exploration, especially in childhood now, the fact that they became...
1: Sing for children specifically, yeah. which is interesting. How it's yeah, which is changed. Interesting because these were recorded by adults from adults for, for adults. adults. Yeah, and and now. So many adults, like, kind of scoff at fairy tales. Yeah. Or it's like, oh, they need to be elevated. And it's like, but these were intended for adult audiences. Yes. Yeah.
0: Like, we don't necessarily need to elevate them, though we've definitely done that. Yeah, but we definitely... The genre has... <laughs> the genre is interesting. <laughs> um... But the fact that like we're using them as like building blocks for children to kind of understand themselves and the world now, I, yeah. I think is interesting. And one thing I wanted to talk about specifically: Do you know about the Arn Thompson Uther Index?
1: Um, I feel like I've heard of it as a concept, but I'm not yeah. familiar.
0: So it's a catalog of folk tales and fairy tales. Okay. And it was originally composed by German or in German by Finnish folklorist. Auntie Arn in 1910, uh, revised and expanded into English by the American folklorist Stith Thompson in 1928, and then further revised and expanded by German folklorist Hans-Jörg Uther around 2004. Okay. So they literally have made a list of all the known folk tales and fairy tales, and this list is still ongoing. Like, people are adding to this. They're adding in other cultures as
1: well. This is mainly... um, European. Yeah, I was going to say it sounds like it was Western focused yes. based on yes. Finnish, German, and. Yes.
0: But people are slowly adding in other cultures to kind of see where they fit in, which is yeah. interesting. So we have. It kind of actually makes me think of the Dewey Decimal System a little bit, but I feel like it's better organized than that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like, 1 through 299 are all animal tales. Okay. Uh, 300 to 749 is Tales of Magic. 750 to 849 is Religious Tales. 850 to 999 is Realistic Tales. 1000 to 1199 is Tales of the Stupid Ogre slash Giant slash Devil. Okay. Um, 1200 is 9... 1200 to just before 2000. Anecdotes and jokes. So, like, the weird little... You're like, what is this? This is not quite a full tale kind of okay. thing. Uh, and then two thousand to twenty three or twenty four hundred um, formula tales. So like <sighs> those ones are like the leftovers, essentially, like yeah. where you can't really fit them in, but they all still kind of have a thing. Okay. But it's interesting. Like within those, you'll have things. Um, Split apart more. So, like, if you're looking at, like, Aesop's fables, they're going to be in the animal tales. Yeah. Um, tales of Magic is where you're going to find more of things with witches and whatnot. Uh, and then, of course, like, the the ogre <laughs> and stuff. Like, your, your big bad. Yeah. It's just interesting how you can find all of these and split them up. And then within that, how many different things. Like... The Beast Bridegroom, that fits in, and that, um, so that's, like, Beauty and the Beast, but also can tie into, like, Bluebeard a little bit.
1: Yeah, that's the one I was thinking of, too, where, like, like it's a human
0: groom,
1: yes. but in, a, like, a ghastly way. Yeah,
0: Bluebeard, like, the Robber Bridegroom, yeah. like, those are, like, right next to the Beast Bridegroom, and it's interesting how similar, but... Little tiny
1: differences there are Well because like Beast could be literal Or metaphorical Exactly
0: And the fact that They still play out A formula Yeah For it And One thing that I really love About Fairy tales Is just the use of numbers Like The fact that It's usually in threes Or Fives or sevens For some reason (laughs) But The fact that it is so methodical that we can see, like, oh, oh, I know how this is gonna go. It's like yeah. looking at Goldilocks. Like, yes, okay, we got the three steps. We we got that. We know which way this is gonna go. I don't. I, don't, I love the yeah. fact that there's so much numbers. And
1: I'm not a number person, but I love th- that because well, it's like formula. the patterns. Yes, that the human brain craves. So it's like, oh, they're gonna be like three sets of three, or five sets of five, yeah. or like.
0: Or we need to have even numbers somehow like uh twelve dancing princesses, yeah. like
1: which is a lot
0: <clears throat> Oy. I love that story i my uh mixed media class that I did. I did fairy tales the entire semester, and for one of our final projects, I had made like a mini stage, and I crocheted some dolls, and it was supposed to be for the twelve dancing princesses, but I was like, there's no way I'm gonna be able to make twelve. Let alone the actual, like, soldier as yeah. well. So I just did, like, the soldier, a princess, and I think I did one of the monster princes. I'm not sure. I can't remember now. It's been a while. But I still have the uh, the stage parts. So, like, I had the floor nice. that I had made, and then uh, the back section, I had uh, painted it to look like part of the castle with the lake. And then I had all the trees, like, with the gold leaves and silver leaves and the crystal leaves. Like, I had painted um, fake leaves so that it was sticking out. (laughs) I still have pieces of this in my house just randomly floating around. Of course you do. I think I took apart the uh, actual dolls just because that was when I was learning how to crochet early on. So they were uh, a little wonky.
1: A little rough. (laughs) They were really rough. It's interesting, I'm I'm looking at your notes, and we talked about, like, there's seven stories that, yes. like, every story that's ever been told can fit into seven categories, but then when they were breaking down fairy tales, they've also split fairy tales into seven different categories. Yeah, I know! So there's, like, seven sevens. Exactly!
0: <laughs> and then, like, I really want to look into how those seven stories fit into, um, like, the hero's journey. Mm. I want to see where that fits in, because that... That just seems like it would be really fun to look into. <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Fascinating. So I thought that we could use this to kind of jump into some other fairy tales, compare and contrasting, looking at all around the world. Like, one of my favorite things to do. It's a really odd thing. But I like looking at uh, flood stories
1: Yeah, from around the world because I love comparing them. <laughs> Yeah, and, like, almost every culture has a great flood story. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then the fact that we can go and look at, like, geological and everything and just be like, yeah, that actually happened. Yeah, there
1: is the evidence of it in the archaeological
0: record. It makes me so happy and excited, and I just, I originally wanted to be an archaeologist, and I've been reading, like, myths and legends and fairy tales. Like, that was one of the first things I learned how to read One of the first books I remember reading from cover to cover was a uh, book of Greek myths. And I became obsessed. And that's what started the whole love affair with
1: that. Yeah. It's interesting, too, that we're talking about this because I've been so elbow deep in neighborhooding our nonfiction. Yes. And I had to figure out in, so, fairy tales under Dewey are all, like, lumped into 398.2. And in our collection, fairy tales, fables, and folklore were all mixed together. Yep. And also, like, mythical creatures.
0: So... But then we had mythology in a separate section. It was in, like, the 290s. With, like, religions. Yes. Which was interesting.
1: Yeah. So, trying to clarify that when I was moving these books into neighborhoods... Yeah. I had to do... Some of this, like, thinking of, like, okay, what's... What's really the difference between religion and mythology? Yeah. So, like, trying to... Be like, okay, what... Which of these myths is going to go into language arts mythology? Which of these myths is going to, like, go into the religion section? Yeah, And really, it's like, okay, if... If it's still, like, being mainstream worshipped, it's in religion. Yep. And if it's fallen out of favor, it's in mythology, I guess. Yeah, I think that might be the best way to look at and it. And then trying to figure out, like, okay, is this a fable? Is it folklore or is it fairy tale? Because those are somewhat now separated yep. out. And there were books that... um That there's, like, Cinderella stories that people have, like, written the Cinderella story into cultures. Yes. That, like, already had their own version of it. Yeah, but they didn't necessarily use that version. Yeah, yeah. so it's like, okay, like, this is clearly just a Cinderella story that someone has tried to adapt. So that's gonna go in fairy tales versus this is, like, a culture's folklore and even though it has similarities to the Cinderella story it's more like organic than that yeah it was very in the weeds <laughs> so it's interesting cuz i feel like now it's it's coming full circle yeah it's like neighborhoods that part of neighborhoods is done and now we're talking about it and it's like oh now i can bring all of this past struggling i did into this podcast episode
0: oh my gosh <laughs> Which if you have not checked out our non-fic down here, the neighborhoods are almost done. Yes,
1: they are very, very nearly done. Come into the children's room and ask for a neighborhoods tour. I would love to talk about this project that I have been working on for almost a year. It's so much fun. <laughs> and it's it looks daunting when you look
0: at like our little map, but it's really not. Like once you actually get in there, and you're like, oh.
1: Oh. Yes, it's, like you see it and it makes sense. It's designed specifically to be very user-friendly. Yes. <laughs> but it, it does look very different. So it's a big change when That's you're looking at it for the first time. That's what happened when I was
0: trying to make the map for it. I'm just like, there's too much information. I can't do this. I need to simplify. Yeah. Because I I was going way too deep. I'm like, no, no, this is not a helpful map. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: So yeah, I was thinking we could like I could come in with a couple specific tales and yeah. we can discuss at some point and compare and look at other media where they've fallen and how they people have changed it and evolved it and
1: yeah. Sounds good. Thought that would be fun.
0: That's very cool.
1: So, yeah. Fantastic. All right. <laughs> All right. Happy March. Welcome Thank to you. March. We survived February. Yeah, I know. Like it was so long this year. <laughs>
0: Man, by one day.
1: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, But we're excited because the elevator's done. Yes. Elevator project was completed this week, so we have a beautiful, shiny new elevator. Yay. And programs are back. Storytime's starting back up soon, so, so it's very exciting at the library. Yes.
0: So come in. Come say hi. Come check out new neighborhoods.
1: Yeah. yeah, and otherwise you'll hear from Becca soon.
0: Yep, in two weeks, and I'll have Jenny. And we'll do our first uh, user-requested episode. Ooh, yes. love that. Which, if you don't know, I have a box up in Teen for uh, episode suggestions or if you have questions for us. So feel free to come in and drop a question in. Oh yeah. And we'll see you next time.
1: Bye, everybody.
0: Bye.